Good morning. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. There's an aspect of Sukkos that we take with us all year round. The word Sukkah or Sukkos appears in our prayers every day, all year, in the phrase Sukkos Shalom. We ask God to spread over us his Sukkah of peace. And that's a beautiful, gentle image. But why precisely do we invoke our Sukkah, which is, after all, a physical structure related to the holiday of Sukkos, why do we invoke that as the metaphor for peace? So there are a number of answers to this. Let me share with you one that comes from Rabbi Avram Cook, first Ashkenazi chief rabbi of Israel, and it is an answer that has a very practical application in our lives, which makes it worthy of remembering our sukkah every day of the year. I mentioned before that a sukkah need not be complete with four walls, even if it has only two walls and a portion of the third wall, it is still valid, it's still kosher. And there are more details about how to build a sukkah. The, the details about building a sukkah are fascinating on many, many levels. For example, the walls of the sukkah do not have to be complete from the floor to the ceiling. It's sufficient if the walls are simply 40 inches tall from the floor, and then the upper part can be open. It's still valid. Another rule, the schach, the covering on top, need not be complete. Even if there is a certain amount of empty space, it's still kosher. In other words, even if you don't have a complete sukkah, it is still valid. It is still meaningful. It is still valuable. And the same is true, says Rav Kook, for peace. Any small piece of peace is valuable, even if it's not complete. There's an astonishing line in the Medrash. The Medrash says, Gadol HaShalom, great is peace, Sha'afilu bishas milchama tzrichin l'shalom. Because even during war, we need peace. Now, on the face of it, it sounds very strange. How can you, what does it mean to have peace during war? Well, we see this very clearly in modern Israel. Uh, the peace agreement with Egypt, the peace agreement with Jordan, the recent peace agreement with UAE, those are all extremely valuable to Israel, to Israel's security, to Israel's economy, to Israel's society, even as we are at war with many others. Being at war with some does not diminish the value of the peace that we have with others. Further than that, even temporary 
peace is valuable. Even a short amount of peace is still valuable. There's an amazing article. It was in the New York Times a few years ago. It was written by Max Fisher on the surprising science of ceasefires. Even a ceasefire that collapses can have a lasting impact on the conflict. Ceasefires, studies have shown, ceasefires, right, temporary halt to fighting, ceasefires can create something like a virtuous cycle making future pauses more likely. Each one has a better chance of lasting longer, discouraging violations, and building trust among adversaries. This cycle is not always visible, but over time it can shift the participants' calculus in ways that build conditions for peace. So two scientists from Notre Dame University, Madhav Joshi and J. Michael Quinn, published a study that examined 196 ceasefires, temporary ceasefires, from 1975 to 2011. 196 treaties. And they found something very surprising. One of the best predictors of a peace agreement success is simply whether there had been a prior agreement even if those earlier ceasefires failed. Failure paves the way for better agreements down the road. And this is just as true in our own daily lives. We see all the time people show unity and kindness in a crisis. And then sometimes it dissipates. But that still has deep value. The peace that existed, even if it doesn't last, that still is valuable, like a sukkah, incomplete, but it's valuable. Or another scenario, very common, maybe not for you because you love everybody, but in my life, it's common. Sometimes you and someone you don't get along with are thrown together for some reason and you work together for a common goal. That is valuable even if it doesn't last. Even if after the effort ends, we each retreat to our previous points of view. But that peace, while it was there, is still valuable. Sometimes there are groups that don't get along or families that don't get along. I can't work with, I can't be connected with them. Maybe not with all of them, but maybe with some of them. Being able to connect with some of them is still valuable even if it doesn't lead to peace with all of them. That is also peace. 
it is also valuable just as a partial sukkah is valuable. Rav Cook makes the following insight. There are two statements in the Talmud that stand kind of together, but they're interesting as a contrast. One statement by our rabbis in the Talmud says, The name of God is peace. We know, by the way, the word shalom, which we translate as peace, is also a name used for God. But our rabbis say, The name of God is peace. Then there's another statement in the Talmud, The seal of God is truth. It's interesting. The name of God is peace. The seal, you know, how you take a, a you stamp a seal, like to, to finalize a, 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 an agreement or a contract. The seal of God is truth. What's the difference between the name and the seal? Says Rav Cook, a name is something that is written consecutively. You write a name one letter after the other. M-I-C-H-A-E-L in that order. And when you pronounce it, when you pronounce a name, you pronounce it sequentially. The first letter, the first syllable, the next syllable, the next syllable. It goes in order. A seal is something that you place all at once. You press something down and it's all there. A moment before nothing is there, when you press it down, it's all there. Truth is a seal. It's, it's all or nothing. If something is partially true, it's false. If something is only a little bit of the truth, it's false. Truth is a seal. It's either there or it's not there. Peace is not like that. Peace is one letter after another, one syllable after another. You can't expect the whole thing to be there at the same moment. It has to evolve. It has to unfold. Even a letter of peace, even a vowel, even a syllable of peace still has meaning and value. And that's why we invoke Sukkah Shalom, the Sukkah of peace, is what we ask God for. Yes, of course, we want complete peace. We want pure peace. We want all the peace. Yes. But until we get to that probably messianic dream, every little piece, every little wall, every little portion, even though there are empty spaces, even though there are parts that are missing, every part that we have is peace and that's what we pray for. My friends, I wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.